When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Oh, I'd no... Um I've got no hair product. This is inverted as well, though, when it flips around like that. I've got no hair product. What do you expect me to do about that? If I had a hairline like yours, I'd shave the whole thing off. Exactly why I've done it. Yeah. I really would, because I would love to have a skinhead. And at some point, I think I'm going to have to get a turkey. And then don the skinhead. But you know you have to go through that long yeah, like, process. If I went to Turkey with a picture of your hairline and said, like, because actually, my hairline actually used to be down here. Anyway, carry on. Wow. Well done. Listen, you're smashing it on the old runs. Seven and a half K this morning. Tony, right, he's a a lunatic. So I was told one lap, then it was two laps. Alex quit after one, bless him. Fair play, I respect it. No, he's not here. Alex, S&C Alex. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he ran though, did he? He's a big boy. Strong boy. Um, And then we done two laps and Tony was like, one more. I thought, oh, my God. It was brute. It's so humid. It's like New Orleans. We'll do it tomorrow, tomorrow morning. You're faster than me now. I bought them fucking trainers that everyone's... Mate, it's like having jetpacks in your feet. Oh, yeah, jetpacks, yeah. Is it, though? Not really, no. Okay. We're in Orlando, Florida. Life's all right, isn't it? Life is good, mate. Um, Mexico last week. I guess it's kind of on the way home, isn't it? So we're here, and also, of course, the news dropping this morning. One, it was a great fight card anyway. Hitchens against Zepeda, great fight. McCaskill against Sandy Ryan, incredible fight for the Unified World Titles. Ammo against Steve Rolls, great fight. And now Conor Benny's back. So huge show um, on Saturday, live on zone. And then next week, cool, Opatar against Thompson. Um, huge announcements coming left, right and centre. Big announcements for the business. Big announcements for big fights in the US. Big announcement for big fights in the UK. And um, press conferences. Bam against Sunny press conference tomorrow. Katie Taylor. Uh, press comments with Chantel Cameron, the undisputed, I was going to say king, queen um, of the £140 division. And can't wait, mate, can't wait, buzzing. Are you picking these venues just because they're ridiculously nice? Because I can't believe that, like, this isn't work. No, this is um, an interesting choice for us. I mean, Hitchens, I think he's going to be a big star of American boxing. He's not yet, because of his previous promotion, really been... I don't believe have the profile that he should have. So rather than go somewhere for six, seven thousand where we're gonna sell two and a half, three thousand, let's go to a venue for that size. The Caribe Royal here in Orlando has been making a big play for boxing. We've never been to Orlando before. It's a nice size, I think two and a half thousand, something like that. It's all on site if you've seen. Great facilities, beautiful hotel. 
And um, yeah, looking forward to. And there's going to be a lot of Brits now trying to get in on Saturday night because of the Conor Ben fight. So um, yeah, can't wait. Well, look, before we go into this card, I suppose it's uh, only right to address the tragic circumstances of what happened on, on Friday night. Um, just on your side, I mean, just 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 crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of bigger than boxing, isn't it? Really, you know, we was uh, what was it? Twenty seconds left in the um, Sabrina Perez fight. And, you know, Diego Rua, the corner was six feet from me, eight feet from me. Um, like 20 seconds left in a round, he just collapsed off his, off his stool on the floor right in front of us. And it was quite hot in the arena. And like, I think the initial feeling was that he'd fainted or something like that. And the bell went for the final round and the medics were on him very quickly and soon after had the defibrillator on him pumping his chest and you know the most heartbreaking part of it was to see Sabrina leave the ring and stand on the apron and have to watch this whole process and then he got put on a stretcher he got taken to hospital and she walked out and got in the ambulance with him with with all her gloves on and everything and um, unfortunately he passed away and you know at the time I met him on Thursday um people talking on the broadcast it was his trainer it was a brother it was a husband it was a father whatever and of course it was a husband of I think 16 17 years um, and just absolutely heartbreak you can't even imagine the pain and grief that, that she's in and you know, I also watched on the broadcast that they both had opened a gym in Buenos Aires and it was like such a huge achievement for them and I, I went onto her Instagram, I looked at the pictures of the gym and you saw the pride that they both talked about this gym and one of the reasons they opened that gym was to give young people opportunities in Buenos Aires. So I feel that words and condolences at this point, you know, although we should offer them, you know, we've been doing everything we can on the ground for, for those guys in Mexico to help, you know, with paperwork and obviously, unfortunately, they have to get the body home to Argentina to, to lay Diego to rest and I think we need to try and um, do something beyond that period to try and help that gym, you know. Um, but so tragic, you know. Life is is brutally unfair, and it was just so heartbreaking to see that incident unfold before your eyes. You know, you never really see anything like that. And yeah, it was it was something that will obviously live with us forever. And and we just hope that God can give us strength right now and in, in this time. I'm sure the boxing fans and, and the world reiterate those comments. Um, on to Saturday night, Conor Ben does make his eagerly anticipated return to the ring. I was with him this morning, um, rub shoulders, as it was announced, and he watched that video. Very emotional moment for him. I'm not surprised. I think one of the biggest challenges of this fight is, and I'm, you know, I'm hoping that Rodolfo Roscoe is not going to be too dangerous on Saturday. He'll have a go, but this is like... When he walks to that ring on Saturday, you cannot believe what this man has been through this last 12 months. Like, it doesn't really matter what I think. I think, I know he's innocent. So to have to go through that is just been demoralising, it's been crippling, and he's shown unbelievable strength to come through the other side. So he's just got to keep his cool on Saturday because there will be a lot of emotion and when I've watched him spar recently, fuck me, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, this looks like the most dangerous fighter I've ever seen. 
but just got to stay calm. And this is one of the reasons Tony wants him to fight before that massive fight in December, because just get it out of your system. You know, yeah. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, you know, it's time. And it, when we made the decision today, we knew it would come with some criticism, especially from people with agendas and especially with people that might not know the situation that led to this point. Um, and, and everyone's entitled to criticise, but it's time now. You know, he's cleared to fight. He can't just sit around and wait around, for waiting for people to make decisions, waiting for hearings or that might or might not happen. It's time, and the time is Saturday. Eddie, what um, what is the testing situation in the in the lead up to this fight? How long has Connor known about it? Um, I suppose on the top of that, I assume the British Boxing Board of Control have had to give the ABC the blessing for Connor to fight. Um, yeah, what's what's the testing situation? So, firstly, he's been tested on multiple occasions over the last twelve weeks, even leading, yeah, yeah, or more, even leading up to. At that point, they weren't tests because we knew he was fighting on this date, but we just felt that in his situation it was something that should happen as well as those multiple tests just to, to run people through the procedure of him fighting we made the decision that he was we would like him to fight probably the beginning of last week um, we then he's licensed by the Texas Athletic State Commission okay this fight is in the Florida Athletic State Commission territory you also have the ABC which is essentially like the governing body of state commissions when we spoke to Texas, they said, you know, we were aware that Conor Ben was suspended. Is that the case? And we said, no, he's no longer suspended. He's been cleared to box. They said, well, if that's the case, you need to speak to the ABC. They effectively need to... The ABC will mirror that suspension. Do you understand? So when he was provisionally suspended by UCAD and the board, he was provisionally suspended with the okay. ABC. The ABC then did their own investigation... They spoke to the British Boxing Board of Control to confirm that he's not suspended and he is therefore clear to fight. Once they found that out, they were happy to give Texas their commission to give him permission to box. We then went to Florida. Florida not only had the reports of his testing over the last whatever amount of weeks, they also said, we want him to take a test today. So we arranged, this is the main delay of, of the announcement, we arranged for VADA to do an additional test last week which, oh, wow. which the, that was at the request of the Florida State Athletic Commission. We had to uh, expedite those results with, with VADA. They came through early this week, um, obviously negative, went to the Florida, Florida checked with Texas, they were happy, Florida checked with the ABC, they were happy, and then everybody made the decision that he was licensed to box. This wasn't, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff from various outlets, oh, they've just slipped him on late. This was a process that took a long period of time. Um, and because, and I'm glad it did, because it enables me to sit here with you and answer any question you want to ask me. And I, I mean that. You know, I know you get accused of not asking. You can ask me any question you want, ever, right? But in this situation, we know that the process was one. And, you know, and we keep saying this thing about he's not being cleared. He, I, I, I just don't understand it. If he wasn't cleared to fight, he cannot fight this weekend. This is not, he's banned in another country, he's suspended in another country, but we've gone and boxed him in another country and, and gone round a loophole. Because he's clear to fight, he's been allowed to fight here. So, and we keep, you know, we hear about an appeal which may or may not happen. We've heard it's going to happen. We have no information. We have no date. We don't know if it's going to be in this year, next year. What do you want him to do? 
just sit around. He won his case with UCAD and the board, and he's clear to fight. And he's fighting this Saturday. And then he's going to have a massive fight in December. So that's where we are, and we can't wait. I suppose just picking up on that then, you mentioned uh, about the board. Obviously, they made the decision to appeal at the very last minute. Um, the fact that the suspension was lifted, we know that this as far as we're aware, isn't as long as the previous case. I believe six to eight weeks was like the rumoured time that was given. Whereabouts, where are we but at with that? was that? Six weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. So we have no real information about any appeal. We've been told it's going to happen. We have no date. We, listen, if there's going to be an appeal, we want that appeal now. But we're not going to wait around three, four, five months. He hasn't boxed for 18 months. So when you're cleared to <coughs> box, you know, you should be allowed to go back to work. And that's what he's doing. He goes back to work on Saturday. So where are you at on that point then um, with regards to the Chris Eubank Jr. fight? Obviously, you want that fight to happen in the UK. Mm. Um, what process has to happen now? And I imagine sooner rather than later. I mean, right now, he's clear to fight in the UK. If, they, if there was an appeal and they won an appeal, that situation would change. We want to fight Eubank in the UK. And, you know, I keep seeing stuff like other promoters going out saying, oh, this is, you know, let's just make one thing clear. Over the last couple of days, people on behalf of Boxer and therefore on behalf of Sky have been approaching Chris Eubank Jr. and trying to weasel into Conor Ben's network to make them offers to do the fight in December. That's how wrong it is for Conor Ben to be fighting. How cool does he look with his shades bringing the Man, coffee on? With the coffee, unbelievable, all round. What a player, what a team player. Um, oh, that was not your most glamorous of noises, Edward. A bit chilly, actually, the old coffee. Yeah, yeah. what's that, a frappuccino or something? No, oh, probably. All right. <laughs> um, and I can't remember where we were now. So, yeah, yeah, they've, they've been made, yeah, they've, it's all bollocks. Everybody wants that fight. So, big Boxer big. have approached Chris Correct. Eubanks' team On behalf of Boxer. regarding the Conor Ben fight. Correct. And approached networks of Conor Ben to try and slip round the back door. Your thoughts? And that's, that's all right, it's boxing. People do things with integrity, with no integrity. Well, not just integrity is the wrong word. What's the word I'm looking for? We'll come back to that. <laughs> what I know is, is people have been, you know, people have been made aware of that today. Chris Eubank is under contract with Wasserman Boxing, with Callis Island, okay? And therefore, Callis Island is the person to speak to about Chris Eubank's next fight. We're in negotiations with Callis Allen. I think one of the things from Chris Eubank was probably, yeah, but can he box? Will he box? This Saturday changes everything. Following this fight, we will be speaking to Callum, putting a huge financial offer to Chris Eubank to make the Conor Ben fight in December. Now, if he doesn't want that fight, we will make another huge fight for Conor Ben. But of course, the Eubank-Ben fight is the biggest fight in British boxing. You know, so we want to make that fight. We've got to win on Saturday, but back on the saddle you believe then all systems are go given Connor gets through Saturday night uh, regardless of this still ongoing dispute regarding the suspension being lifted the Chris Eubank fight happens in December if that team accepts yes yes absolutely and we want that fight in the UK listen we're, we're in conversations to do that fight internationally that fight everyone, everyone knows is huge it's huge it sells out any arena in the world Huge amounts of Brits get on the plane for that fight to watch it. But I would like to do the fight at Wembley or at the Millennium Stadium. And we will be speaking to the British Boxing Board of Control following Saturday to try and go through that process to make that happen.
I want to ask you something here, and I haven't before, despite having it flooded in, in my inbox as, as you know boxing fans do regarding this silent ban thing. Now, I haven't said anything prior because I've never heard of anything similar. I'm not saying it isn't a thing, I, I don't know, but as far as I'm aware, it's not a thing. I know that there's a sort of a discrepancy involved in, in certain situations regarding drug bans, but for example, when Connor failed his test, it came out. Um, this whole silent ban stuff regarding Craig Richards and uh, Felix Cash, I believe. Do you want to address that? Absolutely. Twitter bollocks, of which he's just fucking, like, I mean, I can't even stress how much bollocks you read on there, but that is particularly one. There is, you know, I have never had a fighter. By the way, I don't even think a silent ban exists. When they, when they make a decision, UCAD, to ban a fighter, that decision is released, correct? Tete. Um, Sokolowski, anybody. I have never had a fighter that has received the ban from UCAD in my entire career. I just want to make sure I get that right. Yes. Like, and I certainly have not had a fighter that has been um, received the ban from UCAD and a silent ban ongoing. Craig Richards fractured his fucking hand. I mean, what? Like, these people are morons. And by the way, I put this on record now. If I ever have a fighter that is found guilty and banned by UCAD, if that fighter, and, and it gets released anyway, so I don't even know why we're having this conversation, but if it didn't get released for some reason that actually doesn't even exist, <coughs> I would insist that the fighter releases that information or I would no longer work with them. So in answer to your question, absolute rubbish. I mean, do you think, like... That's so, what I've not so, asked you before because it baffled so, me so, when so, I read so, it. So let's talk about, you know, Felix Cash, for example, who's one of the fighters she has. Do you think if he was under a ban, he would train for 12 weeks and spar hundreds of rounds to pull out on fight week if he couldn't even fight anyway? I mean, it's just bizarre. But anyway, yeah, no is the answer. And there is no thing as a silent man. Once that fighter is found guilty, they release the information. And I would insist on that too. Just lastly on this whole Conor Ben situation, there has been criticism online. Adam Cattrall's put some tweets out. Um, Dan Raphael's put some tweets out. Conor Ben replied to that one. Uh, Riyad from the Mail put, In my view, boxers who fail drugs tests should not be allowed to fight until the process of proving innocence or guilt is finished. The process involving Ben is ongoing. Remarkable that a licence can be handed out in these circumstances. Not ongoing. Cleared. Now, if someone wants to appeal that, can I ask these questions? Adam Cattrall, Dan Raffer, what do you want Conor Ben to do? He's gone through a WBC situation. They've reinstated him in the rankings, right? They've said, we believe you're clear of wrongdoing, you can fight. People said, no, he must go through a UCAD situation. He went through that situation, he won his case. He's cleared to fight. What do you want him to do? We've got no date of any appeal. We don't know whether the appeal is happening. Do you just want him, having been cleared to fight and having had his suspension lifted, what do you want him to do? Adam Catterall and Dan Raphael. And, and, and actually, they won't even be honest about that. What they'll say is, oh, he'll have, he should just wait. What, wait another four, five, six months while he's cleared to fight? While he's financially in the situation he's in? Fuck, you know... I've, this is why now I'm so comfortable with this situation. Cleared to fight by the British Boxing Board of Control. Cleared to fight by the ABC. Cleared to fight by Texas. Cleared to fight by Florida. It's time. Now, if there's an appeal that does actually happen and he goes through that situation and he loses an appeal and he's suspended, not cleared to fight. 
Okay? But guess what? He won his case. Cleared to fight. ABC, conversation with the British Boxing Board of Control. Is Conor Ben suspended? No. Okay, therefore, he is clear to fight. And it's time those people started under whether they like it or not. It's quite scary. No, but it's because now, I don't care now, because I'm so comfortable with the situation. It's so transparent, the situation. There's nothing to hide. So it's on. And it's on Saturday, live on the zone. Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. Malik Scott has come out today and said that uh, he feels like promises have been made on your side and there's a possibility that they've not been My kept. Side. I've not had one conversation with Deontay Wilder. The team? Never spoke to Deontay Wilder's team. Dr. Shelley Finkel, though. I've never negotiated this fight. I've never talked to Deontay Wilder's team about a number, a date, nothing. All of these conversations took place individually with Deontay Wilder and Skills Challenge. So how, I've never seen that before, and I'll message Malik Scott, how Malik Scott wants to blame me for a promise that I've not, I've not even spoken to them about the fight. They had their own individual negotiations with Skills Challenge, so did we. We were told by Skills Challenge in Saudi Arabia this fight will be happening. Everybody agreed the money, and at the moment, obviously, that's not the situation. We'll see if those conversations progress, but I'm really sorry, Malik Scott and Deontay Wilder. I don't know why you want to blame so me. There's only a possibility that they haven't been kept on your side. I use the word possibility because they're side. not. How the fuck do I get the blame for this one? It's unbelievable. I've not even spoken to Malik Scott about a fight, about an offer, about a contract. We were just told by people that we'd made a fight with before, this fight was on and it was happening. And we believed that. Okay? So, I would think Deontay Wilder is incredibly frustrated because he hasn't fought for over a year and he hasn't got a date. If he wants a date, I'm happy to talk to him. And I'm happy to give Deontay Wilder a fight and continue those conversations. But, you know, I've had conversations with Shelley. I've never had conversations with Shelley about the Joshua date, the, the money, the deal, nothing. We want that fight. We're as disappointed as Deontay Wilder that that fight's not yet signed. Relationship with the Saudis. Now we know that Skills Challenge have potentially, well, stepped away from boxing. Um, the Honourable Turkey, I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname because I'll butcher it up, but could you see yourself working with them moving forward? Of course. You know, we're the only ones that have put on a um, major boxing event so far and we're the only ones that have ever done it. I mean, Fury and Garnu is great, it's, it is what it is, but we are the only ones that have put on the World Heavyweight Championship in Saudi Arabia. It's been an unbelievable honour to do so. And we hope that that relationship continues. And we hope that we can make Joshua Wilder. It's the biggest fight in boxing, or up there. I mean, it's the only fight bigger than Joshua Wilder in boxing is Joshua Fury. That's it. So they want to bring the biggest fights to Saudi Arabia. We're happy to deliver them for them. Zhang Joyce too, final prediction? <sighs> I'm, I'm afraid to say it. I'm going to go with a Zhang stoppage inside six rounds. Canelo Charlo. Canelo Alvarez by late stoppage. Who would you like to see Canelo in with next? Edgar Belanga. <laughs> it won't be Edgar Belanga, though. Who knows in this crazy world? True. Um, update on Helgovic's situation? Pushing the IBF. The IBF should be calling that mandatory position, and we're speaking to the teams to make sure their rules are followed. Tyson Fury saying he's achieved everything that there is to achieve in boxing? I think what Tyson Fury has achieved in boxing is incredible. The frustrating thing, I think he could achieve even more. I think he's an unbelievable fighter. 
I think right now he's the best heavyweight in the world. You know, on the plane, I watched the George Foreman doc, uh, film. I don't know if you've seen it. But I started thinking to myself, wow, boxing's such an incredible sport, such a historic sport, you know. And I started thinking, I should really, I like watching old fights, but really I should, I want to study that era more. You know, when you talk about Foreman fighting Fraser in Jamaica, going over there as just a big, strong guy who somehow won Olympic gold out of nowhere and then knocked out Joe Frazier in the second round. And then everyone thought he was like a pure killer. And he was like, and then he went and fought Muhammad Ali in Zaire. And they were shouting Ali Bumbaye, which means Ali kill him. And he went out. And what Ali did in that fight, like, this is, I love boxing. I just, and I'm, I'm really not saying this for any digs or anything. I just hope that fighters who are at the top of those divisions care enough about legacy to keep this sport what it is and could be. Like, Tyson Fury is the favourite to beat Alexander Usyk and become the undisputed heavyweight in the world. One of the greatest fights of our era. And if he beats him and if he beats AJ, you can put Fury up there with Foreman and Lewis and all these guys. In my opinion, you can't put Fury up there with those guys now because of his resume. It's not, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to be... And I think he's brilliant. And I think he's hilarious. And I think I've watched the, the Netflix stuff. And I think he's an unbelievable entertainer. I just want people to show greatness. And I, of course, I want AJ to fight him as well. Because I believe he, AJ can beat him. That's just my opinion. But if he can't, good luck to Tyson Fury. And you know, just have those two fights and go down as... A great, and I, I know he says now, I'm not bothered about boxing, I just want to be a movie star and all this. I don't believe him. Whenever I've sat down with Tyson Fury, his knowledge of boxing and his love for the sport is unbelievable. Just follow your heart, and I know his heart's in boxing. So, and it's not, I don't even have any involvement in the Usyk fight, so there's no reason for me to say he should be having that fight, but he should have that fight because I think he wins. And he becomes undisputed. And any time there's an undisputed champion, he's great for boxing. He's great for boxing, whatever. But I just feel like when you look back over the greats, he could be a great. He could be an all-time great, and he's not yet. Eduardo, finally from me, what's, Frank, I might get you involved here. What's actually happened over the last year or two years? Because he's gone from not the best get-ups to designer sliders, short shorts, sunglasses, button-down shirt. I don't really understand how the processes have evolved. Yeah, when I come back, I want to come back as Frank Smith. I mean... Yeah, he says that about me. The life. About you, yeah. mate. The life this young man leads. I mean, I've got to say, shout-out to Frank Smith. We've got a major announcement tomorrow for the business. Um, I will take the credit somehow, but it was all down to Frank Smith. Um, the boy is becoming a man. And ultimately, he is my successor in every way. Um, but the lifestyle, the, the, the only thing I'm a bit jealous of is that I never lived the life that Frank Smith is living. Because I feel like, no, because I missed the boat a little bit. When we were coming through, like 10 years ago, eight years ago, the opportunities weren't there to like fly to this Formula One event, then go to Soho House in Miami for a, for a month, then go to Malaysia and Abu Dhabi and then go to Bali and Ibiza on holiday. Like, I didn't have those yeah, facilities. Man's doing grid walks. Yeah. F1. Yeah. Man's doing grid walks, Parsons, yeah. But like, you know, I just, I, I feel like, and now I'm too old to do all that, right? Now I'm too old anyway. So I look at him 
And I look at his social media and I just think, boy's had it off. But he's producing the goods. And as you see, my, my greatest thing is, I don't have any arguments anymore with Warren, with anyone. Because <laughs> oh, no, it's yeah. Frank. And I keep saying to Frank, why are you upsetting people? Like, I, I'm actually getting to the it. stage now where I'm actually thinking, you know, I might even go for a coffee with Frank Warren because I'm no longer involved. <coughs> it's just Frank and Frank Warren and Frank and Shalom. And then it's like, um, you know, everybody's on Frank. Edward? Sports Social Podcast Network.